position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to ep- Welcome to episode number, what is this, I've worked, 363 of the Bill Games Podcast! Being recorded for you on this Sunday, the 10th of October, 2021, at 1526pm, 326pm, left coast, Pacific coast, coast to the most time, PDT, or, yeah, PDT, I guess, crack engineer, Ivor Molina over there in the booth, who is fired, holding up the whiskey sign, that is a great idea, actually... You know what? Hang on, let me... While we pour the whiskey... Hopefully this will be a shorter show. Isn't that right, Ivor, you fired fuck? We'll be here till Christmas. Literally this time, we'll be here till Christmas. Every time I try to do a short show, I got the lion in winter on pause on my TV for as soon as we are done with this excruciating, baffling exercise of a weekly humiliation rich mob. I'm sorry, um... I was thinking of Ivor's porn career. Um... No, uh, whiskey's on. Yes, cheers. cheers, cheers. Oh, that's good. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends 2021 10-10-15-27. Ooh, that's interesting. 2021 10-10. 2021 10-10! 
The old bamboo, the old bamboo. I don't know. It's 2021-1010 sounds like a good name for a song or a band. Um, Call it the not binary. Well, the binary non-machine code. Twenty wait, twenty twenty one, ten ten. Call call them the uh, call them the permissions, the octals. <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. So uh, yeah, I've always fired. Uh, we did our sequel thing. Uh, cool. So uh, earlier this week, um, one of the drives, the new newly replaced drives from like less than a year ago, uh, in my ZFS array. Uh, showed up as degraded, so I RMA'd it, and ordered a new drive while waiting, and ah, the resilvering of that drive excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm burping like a motherfucker um, completed this morning without incident um I would However, I would say that based off of my experience now with although, see, the thing is, the reason why I don't want to say this is because this is this is like kind of like COVID. It's like a reflection of an experience from two years ago that probably doesn't reflect the actual reality of the market right now. Um, meaning, like, okay, so I had a lot of bad experiences with this batch of Seagate uh, drives. Um, And I've gone through a lot of them now. Uh, I haven't had bad experiences with uh, returning them or anything, but if if this had happened to me and it wasn't a ZFS array, it would be very bad. Um, But these are all drives, more or less, that were bought two years ago. Ish. Um... So, I, you know, I'm sure that it's different now. At least I hope it's different now. Um, but uh, the resilvering completed without problems. There uh, no signs. I, 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 because I, repl- I had to replace the entire array when I upgraded the array, I replaced them all and I had no choice because I didn't ha- I, you know, it's not like I have infinite money. Um, I had to replace four fucking drives and I wanted to double each drive's capacity so uh, I have 32 terabytes uh, running stripped and mirrored so 16 terabytes of usable storage space so I ended up buying and I didn't want to do it but I ended up buying all four same brand same make same model of drive which is not what you want to do because it normally will take like it, you know depending on the how big the drive is it can take like 5 days which is more than enough time for another drive in the same batch to fail but anyway, it doesn't matter uh, none of the other drives failed and I ran smart controls on them you know, I, 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 I didn't run smart controls on them but I, I uh, checked everything I possibly could everything looks okay the array the shadow remains calm the array prevails and finally I got to restart my computer after like fucking 11 days of uptime which is unusual for me um so that finished this morning I still love ZFS I think it's the best thing ever um as we mentioned last week uh Madness uh Project Nexus um the new ground the game based on the new grounds took him 8 years to fucking make the game 
it has some serious control issues. Not with the mouse and keyboard. The mouse and keyboard, I did have problems with initially, but I, I got them to work. Uh, and I've, I've played a, a little bit of the game that way. But what kills me is that it says that it has support for Xbox controllers. It just, it, it just will not. It gets worse. Everything I try only makes it worse. So that's a problem because I can't play with the mouse and keyboard because of the carpal tunnel. So even though I did break my rules, and yes, I did pay for the, I, I was punished for breaking the rules. Um, but my wrists are fine. I was, I, I tried to be very careful. That game is awesome. The game is really crazy. Speaking of games that are really awesome, but I, I, I just wanted to point that out uh, in case anyone else is having problems. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Um, and it doesn't look like they're super keen on uh, really fixing the controller issues because the game actually is better with the mouse and keyboard. But fuck you, don't tell me how to play your game and there's a lot of great things in this game that make it super unique and I cannot wait until I am able to play it with Wild Abandon. Anyway so that's that's what's going on with Madness Project Nexus also uh, RetroArch on Steam my standalone RetroArch is, is running fine but I've been trying to get Amiga Amstrad, MSX and uh uh, Commodore 64 games really running on RetroArch via Steam by copying over cores from my standalone to the Steam one. And the only reason I'm doing this is and I I, I had an epiphany today after the resilvering completed and RetroArch via Steam still will not see my array. Because I thought that maybe because it was degraded or something. Maybe. But no. It's just RetroArch via Steam hates his NFS array randomly. It's not randomly. It's like after every other update. It will not see my ZFS array. Which is where all my fucking four terabytes or two terabytes of fucking uh, emulation files are. Um, But I've been trying very hard, trying my best to uh, issue using the standalone RetroArch whenever possible because I want to get everything running and working through the Steam RetroArch for Project X, MMR, um, which is coming. It is coming. As we approach our 8th anniversary that's fucking nuts. Um, but yeah, that's the next thing. That is the next thing. Because I want everyone to be able to use the same sort of stuff. Unfortunately, if I can switch to MAME, you know, if, if I could switch, I'm Stallion, man. I could switch to MAME instead of FB Neo, Final Burn Neo, which is the MAME pseudo core that now comes with retro arch via steam if I could get MAME running then all that stuff about the high score dat it's not a problem but I can't I can't get 
you're running. And meanwhile, RetroArch, the standalone, completely recognizes my ZFS array, but I have to rescan everything. It's big and complicated, but it's important that I, I want it to be as easy as possible so that there's like one unified for the for Project X, for MM, for MRR. Uh, there's one unified way for everyone to do everything that we know that works, more or less, at least at the time of writing. Uh, Etc. Other thing that I'm trying to get working again with RetroArch, which I did have working at one point. Where's my lighter? Shit, we're fucked. This is going to be the longest episode ever! They call it coming from inside the house! Um, I'm going to try to get my uh, spinners to work again. Um, I've had limited success getting them to work again in the Steam RetroArch. But I do understand now exact, well, not exactly, because it's not exact science for George. Moves too fast and breaks too much, in my opinion. But they are really serious about, it's it's the best and easiest way these days to uh, have a unified front end for all of your games and emulation on Linux and it is very Linux focused so and they, they, they truck on it they, they work on it, I wish they would work more on the documentation for some of the uh, some of the cores because I've gone Amstrad and uh, MSX and Amiga games and Commodore 64 games and DOSBox games to work in the standalone but it's it's very very frustrating to get them to work in uh, in uh the Steam version, I'm still going to keep trying. I'm going to keep plugging away. Um, yeah, so that's that's where we are with MRR and Project X. Uh, also, as last week, we ran our full review of Severed Steel, a game which I love. Over the intervening week, I have played the firefight mode. I am level 40 in firefights. That's my character's level. Um, I haven't beaten them all. But it is so cool to be able to select a difficulty. And I wish you could do this with the controller, but there's when you go to select your map, there's a random button. You have to use a mouse to click on it. Um, which sucks. Like, I mean, it would be so cool if I could just fucking I because it's great. Like, I'll play for two hours. I'll just run random fucking, you know, I've done this one before, but I'll I'll bump it up a difficulty level, and then you get to pick your weapon after you unlock, you know, weapons uh by gaining points and completing challenges in the firefights um, which strip out the mission objectives of each map and you just have to kill everyone uh, there, there are more of them and they're, and they're different guys and etc uh, to compensate for that well, I'm still looking for my fucking lighter here god damn it Ivor go to the store and get me a lighter yeah you're not doing anything you're fired yeah, don't cry, don't cry, Ivor, and also don't come back. Don't come back. Uh, here's a lighter. Ah, finally. Um, but Severed Steel, when played in firefight mode, liberated from the linear progression of level to level with a with mission objectives. They do have mission objectives. They're not all just kill everybody. In fact, most of them are not kill everybody until way later. Um, then a lot of them become kill everybody. But uh, to play them stripped of the objectives and to play them in random order on harder difficulties, I wish there was a random difficulty thing. I wish there was random everything. 
because if I like seriously, like if every category of thing you could configure for firefights, which earn you points, which give you firefight levels, give you like a character level, um, which is you know totally unnecessary. Like they did not have to put this in the game. It makes the game so much better. I still have yet to try workshop content, but it would be so cool if every single aspect of what you can configure for a firefight round, um had like a tab like if there's a random tab and all of those things were added in so you could turn each one on or off and then just randomly play a random level on a random difficulty maybe with a specific gun but maybe just a random gun um and then just keep playing it because it is a te- it proves my hypothesis that every time you play that game even in like the story missions or whatever every single time 80% of what you're going to do is going to be new it's going to be completely unique to your run no two runs are ever I mean I've tried to do two runs the exact same way it's impossible it gets so exponentially complex and you have to improvise so much you have to really think on your fucking feet even when you're really good and I've been playing uh, sharpened steel mode, difficulty while going through the firefights mm. it is great to go back to levels that you've beaten on the normal difficulty level. Sharp, sharpened steel is the difficulty one notch above normal, and there's two notches above sharpened steel um, and just see how fast you die, it's great uh, and then how and it really, it makes you better at the game and the game is not yet lost its ma- magical oeuvre. It's magic, not oeuvre. It's aura. It's magical aura for me. It is a neon death dance of supreme bullet time, slow motion, parkour, acrobatic, matrix like Max Payne shoot, dodge, diving, uh, cinematic, first person, slow motion unbelievable carnage explosion in disco bullet time hell I probably repeated a couple things in there but I probably didn't repeat them enough because that's the type of game it is it is amazing we have one deal for you this week and unfortunately it's a deal that I I got today Um, it's Battlefield 4 Premium Edition which right now through the 18th is $4.97 Four dollars and seventy nine cents. It's eighty eight percent off. And I, you know, I like the Battlefield franchise. They're fun. Um, Proton DB. All the recent reports say that they had no problems getting it to run. I can't get. Maybe it's just because of today. I can't get the Origin Thin client to install. Uh... It's the bane of my life as always. Uh, I've tried a lot. I don't know if it's their servers or what or what the fuck is going on or if it's just me. Something's broken on my end. But I've tried every fucking glorious egg roll, every version of Proton. It's installed, but it will not install the Thin Client, which is the... It's funny. It's the first time I've had that problem since EA and Valve signed their peace treaty or whatever, but, you know, it's an older code, sir, right? Isn't this an old, let's, 
Ivor, you're supposed to write this. Fuck you. That's yeah. It came out in 2013. I never got to play it, so I was kind of excited for five bucks. I thought that was a deal, but I can't play it. It doesn't work. And it's a huge install too. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, uh, you know, I'm gonna leave it on there, and uh, we'll see. Maybe tomorrow the game will fucking work. So, that's Battlefield 4 Premium Edition. Through the 18th of this month, it is $4.79. And that brings us to our feature. Ivor, base them with the feature. What do you think? Oh, my God. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The Libyans! So. You take the monkey. Well, first, actually, you break open the ball. Then you take the monkey. You put the monkey inside the ball and seal the ball forever. Then you put the monkey on the playfield. And because we're fucking crazy here, because we were on a lot of drugs, a lot of drugs we did. The death process was fueled by drugs, lots of drugs, oh yes. So, instead of the monkey running to propel the ball inside the ball, like a rat inside of a ball, because we're fucking crazy. No, no, we don't. We don't use that form of propulsion. We inflict the propulsion upon the monkey. Though we don't move the ball at all, but the ball does move. We move. We tilt the entire world, the entire environment. That is the control surface with which you will manipulate the monkey inside the ball. This is the deranged recipe for one of the craziest fucking games ever made. Which would be Super Monkey Ball and Super Monkey Ball 2. Now, I made a big fucking deal. Uh, like last year when uh, Monkey Ball Banana Blitz came out. Because I thought that that was going to have all of the original games. No, and it was a sequel and it was bad. Because it had like boss levels in it that sucked. I mean, they didn't suck. They, like, they were good, but they were not my cup of tea. I don't play Super Monkey Ball for that, I play Super Monkey Ball because there's a fucking monkey in a ball, a screaming cute as fuck cartoon monkey who does not want to die who must collect all the bananas and must cross the finish line on this tilting insane Rube Goldberg fucking uh, wooden maze kind of world re-envisioned cross for the marble run if you loved marble madness in the arcade as a kid then you will love Super Monkey Ball which is like marble madness but faster paced with better graphics and uh, better physics and an entirely different approach but it's the same physics it's 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 it's, it's magnificent it is magnificent well my dreams have come true because Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania thanks to Jeff Jeffy Wise for warning me about a month ago that in October 
this game was coming. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is the 20th anniversary edition of Super Monkey Ball. And what they did is they took Super Monkey Ball 1, the best aspects of Super Monkey Ball 1, and the best aspects of Super Monkey Ball 2. They crammed it all together, redid it all in like a high-definition, beautiful engine, added a whole ton of fuck ton of new content. There's like Super Monkey Ball Bowling, Super Monkey Ball Pool, like it's in billiards, Super Monkey Billiard Balls. There's all fucking monkeys all up in my balls and shit! This is the only type of puzzle game that you will ever hear me praise on this uh, on this fucking podcast. It is phenomenal. Uh, every level it can be played. Unfortunately, there is no online co-op, but it doesn't matter. Super Monkey Ball was never really a co-op game because you couldn't play the same level at the same time because one person has to control the whole fucking tilt of the level. Um, so it would be a, a control, a local controller handoff game, and they say that works. I don't know. I've heard. I've also read some people having problems with that, but I have no friends who come over, so it does not matter. It's impossible for me to test, and therefore immaterial to my existence. What this game does have, though, are basically the original first two Super Monkey Ball games inside of it. And dozens of game modes. And so what you get, if you missed it originally, is all of the charm, the perfectly balanced, incredibly punishingly difficult at times, but generally incredibly balanced, unbelievably well-catered specifically for people who are totally high or under the age of 16 or game critics you get this rapid fire awesome experience of those first two games basically remastered and all crammed into one game it's kind of what it feels like it's difficult to tell because they don't tell you like, it's just, like, Super Monkey Ball main game mode, and it's, like, 15 different campaigns. There are, like, 300 levels in this fucking game. So, it'll keep you playing. It'll, it'll, I want him in the game until he dies playing. Sock. I want him in... I want him on the grid until he dies playing. Yes, of course, sir. Sock out. End, end of line. Uh... So, the, but the, the real charm of Super Monkey Ball, and the reason why I love this franchise so much, I came to it late. I came to it when I was still writing for the paper, and I got I got a GameCube because it went on sale for um, like a hundred dollars, and so that effectively added a new system that I could review games for um, there in IGN back in the day, day. Uh, and one of the first games I got after F-Zero was Super Monkey Ball 2, I think. And it was absolutely fucking crazy. They had to have been on insane amounts of drugs. It would, it would take until Katamari Daimashi came along before another game that was this, anywhere proximate to this level of insanity like, your monkeys scream as they fly into the abyss of lava and death and horror trapped in their little balls as you doom them. 
and then they respawn at the start, and you get to go again. So there's two main uh, aspects, well, three main aspects to how you play Super Monkey Ball in the campaign mode, and this is all I really have to tell you. And this is the end of the show, then I can fucking get back to the line and win her. Yeah! Captain Hepburn is such a monstrous bitch in this. Anthony Hopkins is pretty good, too, uh, but Peter O'Toole, I think, is my favorite. He's just, oh my god, Henry II was a maniac. Um, but anyway, moving on. So there's three ways to play Super Monkey Ball. Three approaches. And it doesn't tell you this, but this is how you play the main campaign of any Super Monkey Ball game. One, you can be a collector of bananas. So it doesn't matter to you how long it takes to get through the level so long as you get to the finish line before time runs out. Um, but you want to collect all the bananas, 100% completion rate, which is very fucking difficult, depending on, you know, it starts off so easy with it, it's very difficult then, there's the, I just want to get through the fucking level and get to the next level uh, approach, you know, the uh, progress, making progress approach which means, I don't give a fuck about the bananas I just want to get past this level and get to the next level, because then that unlocks the previous level and then finally, there for the truly deranged, there are the speedrunners. And Super Monkey Ball was designed. It was one of the first games I'd ever seen that was designed from the ground up for speedrunning. Um, but I don't remember it having any network connection or anything, which is weird. Now it kind of does, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. I've only played uh, 31 minutes of this. It's not a review. This is the only time we'll probably ever mention it on the show. It is everything I wanted from Super Monkey Ball. Again. It is super crazy. It has a bunch of new levels, but it has those first two games, those first two magical games in them. Super Monkey Ball is Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. The 20th anniversary edition came out um, October 4th, so it came out six days ago. And it is $29.99, which is a big chunk of change for a bunch of fucking monkeys dying, screaming your name, cartoon, anime, cute monkeys going fucking bananas, screaming your name as you make them die and doom them on their quest to reclaim all the bananas from the gorilla lord guy who's evil and there you go that'll do it Uh, I will catch you next week Uh, yeah four or five times a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yada yada yo, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop 3. Yada, yada, e. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Just a 
Now you listen. Now you listen. For you're going to be a meek little housewife with horn-rimmed spectacles. And you're going to stay away from men and juke joints and booze and pinball machines. And you're going to wear a skirt and low-heeled shoes. And you're going to wear a girdle. And especially a girdle. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.